get ready for an epic experience that you won't forget. The Be Your Best Self Conference, August 22nd at the Grand Event Center in Grandview Heights. You'll rub elbows with some seriously cool folks in the business world and soak up all sorts of wisdom about being a bold leader, rolling with the punches, and smashing through any obstacles that may come your way. It's not just about setting through speeches. It's about making connections and diving deep into learning that'll stick with you for ages. We've got a killer lineup of speakers just for you. First up, we've got Brian John, the brains behind Echo and Athena, who's going to drop some knowledge bombs about leading with love. Next, we'll hear from Shara Hutchison, the powerhouse CEO of Exposure, who's going to spill the beans on how to navigate change like a pro, whether it's in your personal life or at work. And then brace yourself for Stephen Carr, the mastermind behind Belief Force, who's going to show us how to kick those self-limiting beliefs to the curb and step into our full potential. But wait, there's more. We've got a lively panel discussion lined up where we'll tackle the ins and outs of working with different generations in the workplace, led by the amazing Dahlia Calgreen from United Residential Management. And to keep the momentum going all day long, we've got the one and only LaShondra Baker from LBB Edutainment as our hype woman. Oh, and don't even think about sneaking out early, because we've got some seriously awesome prizes up for grabs at the end of the day. Trust me, you don't want to miss out. So mark your calendars, spread the word, and get ready for a day packed with inspiration and connections. Chamberpartnership.org backslash BYBS 2024. This season of Business Inspires is brought to you by the Village of Marble Cliff. Small village, big thinking. Burgess and Nipple, a nationally recognized engineering and architecture firm. The flourishing city of Grandview Heights. Optimized chiropractic, where every visit you leave moving, feeling, and healing better. And City of Upper Arlington, where superior services and citizens come first. Find out more about this season's sponsors in the show notes in each Business Inspires episode. This is Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. To run a successful business, you need resources, valuable connections, and community recognition. Business Inspires will provide you with the tools, resources, and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning. Good morning, everybody. This is David Polakowski, the President and CEO of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. This morning, I have Chris Foley who is the president of Central Ohio iHeartRadio. Did I get that correct? That's correct. iHeartRadio, the parent brand is iHeartMedia. But yes, that is my official day job. I got it right because I've been practicing it all weekend and worrying about how, you know, to make sure I get everything correct. So tell me about your position what sure. you do, because I know we got some more important things to get into. Yeah. Um, but just tell me about iHeartRadio and what you do for them. So, yeah. So I get to work with a really wonderful team here that builds scalable solutions to engage audiences and give companionship to Central Ohio. And then also we lease the relationships uh, that we form to trusted advertising partners. Um, so that's officially what I do. Uh, and then we can scale it across the country. But 
really what I do is I help my team think like entrepreneurs across the board, because if we're always thinking about how we can help businesses grow or audiences grow or people throughout their daily life, then we're living our mission and giving back is a big part of our mission. Um, A lot of people don't realize all the FCC requirements that radio stations have and why that's a wonderful thing because it keeps us really honest. But then you start to catch on and you're like, you know what? I don't want to do it because I have to. We do because we want to. There's a purpose behind what we do and supporting the Central Ohio communities is a big part of our DNA. And that's awesome because you have how many Central Ohio radio stations? So we have eight stations officially here in Columbus, um, and they range all over because everyone craves different types of um, content and connection. But really, it comes down to companionship. And we know in the past year, we've all felt isolated, you know, and while we've all innovated, I mean, imagine there was there was. 10 years of innovation in three weeks in 2020, as we all flipped from working from home, um, sending, you know, learning remotely, everything became a delivery centric um, type of a society. It was amazing what we did, but we also all felt isolated because the reality is you like your coworkers, you spend time with them, they become family, work fam is a real thing. And suddenly we're all through screens. <laughs> so, um, so, so yeah, it was, it was a crazy year, but, um, and the iHeartRadio platform allows us to create podcasts and all sorts of extensions too. So the team's pretty busy, but their, their a number one job is keeping people to be that friend to keep people connected and informed. Uh, so, so that's what we do. Now, my question though, have you ever been a DJ or how did you get into this role <laughs> and get to where you are today? So I'm a podcast host. Uh, that's as far as I've gone. Uh, but no, I was never a DJ. I actually loved the idea of marketing and advertising. I graduated from Ohio University uh, from their School of Journalism and also from Organizational Communications. And I'm actually using my degree, which is kind of crazy. But I just like the fact that you can be so creative when it comes to audio and storytelling. So no, I don't I don't have a voice for radio. <laughs> Um, I let that go to the experts, but we all work hand in hand. It's a lot of fun. And that's great. And I know in May, I believe, we have you coming to speak at a luncheon yeah. to discuss the new workplace. I mean, yes. it's it's crazy because hopefully by June, we'll Please. see some more back in person. But, yes. You know, just overview of what, you know, what your feelings are this moving yeah. forward with the whole new workplace. So I think the workplace is going to forever be changed. And I think there's two ways to look at that. You can say, oh my goodness, that's not cool. I want the old way. Or you can say, maybe we're learning some efficiencies of how our lives can blend together. And you'll notice I'm not saying personal life and professional life, because I think you are a human being and the people that you come into contact with, they create your ego space. So I think that's going to forever be changed. I also, but I, but I welcome that change because truly I don't need to be in an office for 12 or 13 hours or 14 hours a day. Um, I do need to be efficient and there's times when we'd be social, but we can do so much more with our time if we organize it this way. Now, you do need human companionship and connection, and that's very important. Uh, but I, I think that we've we've shown just how resilient we are. And I think as we look to hire new employees, 
work ethic becomes really, really important because you have to be a grown adult, you know, and understand the responsibilities that you need. But resilience, bounce back, that positivity factor, I think is super crucial. Um, Also knowing yourself and knowing when you need help as a worker to be able to say and be brave enough to be a bit vulnerable and say, hey, I'm having a hard time here. I need support because it might not be so transparent. Because uh, everyone can put a good face on on a Zoom call or a Teams call, but they might be having struggles inside. You might not notice because you're not passing them in a hallway. Uh, so I think we're going to innovate. I think we'll end up having better work-life balance. Um, I think balance is a funny word, so we more like integration. <laughs> uh, but that's good. You know, my whole my whole team knows my kids. They know my dog. Our clients do, and that's okay. They know me now as a person. And I think that's where. You know, so many lessons we have learned over this past year is the reality is we need to balance our work and personal lives better. Yes. Yes. So, and, it should, and, you shouldn't have to choose one or the other. And one of the, one of the blessings that I've seen through COVID, and let me tell you, it's been a tough year, but I've learned so much more about myself and my family and my, and my team, my leadership team in particular. But I will say my kids can now talk a little bit about what I do. And how cool is that? Because before it's like, hey, mom works for iHeartRadio and people think I'm on the radio and I so am not. So um, I think there's a lot of blessings behind that. And, and that's, I think, so many ways that I, Mother Nature has told yeah. us to slow down. Um, yes. I blame her for this. <laughs> I think it's just a reality check for us. And yes. Um, like you said, showing that we can balance personal and professional. Yeah. I personally hate working from home. Too many yeah. shiny objects, you yes. know. So but. it's those micro commitments you almost have to make. I find myself like I never had. I, I rid myself of the traditional planner, and you know what I did for twenty twenty one? I bought a new paper planner because everything feels like it's virtual and I need to actually write out my micro commitments during the day, which other people might call to do list, but I call it micro commitments because it feels like it's a part of something bigger. Uh, so I actually went old school in terms of my organization this year. And my problem with the paper is if you put it in pen and it changes, you have to scratch it out. True. I would have or to turn the pencil. page or turn the oh. page. That's, that's why a weekly a weekly planner category. That's that's been my wonderful aha moment for this year. Is I just get to turn the page. It doesn't. I'm not turning this into anybody. It's to keep me on track. So, anywho, I, w- I was the sticky note queen a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I have those sitting on my desk because I'm packing yeah. my office. But yeah. so the other thing we we met it was it it was in December. It, it seems was. like years. It seems like it so years. Get dog years. <laughs> we connected so well, but one of the things that you told me about was you have an, this little side project of a nonprofit yeah. of make kindness contagious. Correct. Yes. Yes. So it's makekindnesscontagious.org. And it's an organization that we started um, to help our twin daughters and, it's, it's, it kind of came from two different places all at once. So on one hand, I was lucky to have a mentor professionally who said, you need to work with a coach. And they believe so much in me that they invested in an executive coach. And this executive coach actually said, you need to pick a passion project to work on. And I'm sitting here going, wait a minute, I accept a new role. I'm busier than ever. I have three young children. What do you mean I need to take on more? 
but here's what he told me. The coach told me, and I was like, it was, it was mind boggling. He said, you need to get the drama out of your life. And he's like, you are a very giving individual and you like, you have to find your purpose. And when you find your purpose, then you need to find how do you share your purpose and make it exponentially even more light. Um, and so we went back and forth and he, he wanted me to choose a project and I couldn't find the one that was a perfect match. Meanwhile, I had a daughter who is going, was going through alopecia. So imagine being a six-year-old, you're a twin sister, and you suddenly, for no fault of your own, start to lose all of your hair. Um, and it, it's, it was overwhelming for her. And so, but she taught me so much about how she handled that. And what it all came down to was if we created an organization where she could share confidence, she's walking by right now, so you're going to hear her. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but if we could create an organization that allows her to share her confidence and realize that confidence comes from a place of kindness and inclusion and actually being that person who becomes the includer, it's the number one way to combat bullying. And so Lauren started to jump into this and her sister was her biggest advocate. So instead of finding an organization, we created one. And that's how Make Kindness Contagious came to be because people wanted to support her. We live in New Albany. It's been a wonderful, wonderful community. Um, and she does. She stands out. But some people are born to stand out, and that's okay. So instead of picking a project, I built a project, and I had a couple of friends jump in with me. And the whole purpose of the group is to show kids the little ways that kind acts add up and that you don't have to boil the ocean and do something massive. You just do small things one at a time and you live a mission of being more kind. Not perfect. We talk about it all the time. She'll be like, mom, I'm not perfect. And I said, I will never, ever ask you to be perfect. I will ask you to get better. And I'll ask you to be your best. And I'll ask you to look out for others. So Make Kindness Contagious came to be. And what I found was my executive coach was spot on. So I created this organization. It was crazy to set it up. My sister-in-law helped me. I had two friends that helped me. And, um, and then it started to grow. And what I found was my coach was so right. The only thing I didn't have time for was the venting, the negative energy, the, anything dramatic got literally thrown out of the ego space because I didn't have time for it. And you know what happened? I felt better in everything that I did. And I took the marketing mindset behind what I do every day in my day job. And now I'm starting to teach through building up the organizations following. It's a small organization. We, we never really wanted to even become a nonprofit. Yeah, you did. I never really wanted to be an official 5013C, but we just wanted to help other organizations. And what ended up happening though, was that people wanted to start donating. So we had to become fully uh, a fully funded foundation, which actually worked out great. Um, and the other thing that I noticed was there was a, a big space for this because so many organizations don't let kids volunteer until they hit to a certain age. They can only do certain things. So uh, what we really tried to do is to partner and find those projects that kids can do um, that allow them to just see in real time the impact they can make. And so what is some of the things that you do with this nonprofit? Sure. Um, your promotions and 
projects. Yeah. So one of the one of the best things that we did, and I cannot wait to do it again. It, it actually got canceled this past year, but kindness wasn't canceled. But this event was. Uh, but it was an in person scavenger hunt to find kindness. And the first year we did it, we had over 275 kids and their families participate. And we literally set up in Market Square and worked with Healthy New Albany, number of different organizations. But it was a checklist that we actually took in and actually made it mobile. So the kids found little ways to show kindness and, and to see the impact in real time. So one of the things would be to go over and snap a picture and then send it to a loved one. Another thing was making um, hair kits for homeless shelters so that they had, um, you know, essentials and, and packing them. And the kids all packed a, a number of items were, were donated. Um, simply making kind messages and writing a letter, an old fashioned letter, old school, right? To a loved one, calling somebody, um, doing, um, picking up something for somebody else, like literally finding a stranger and doing something, giving them a compliment, but having it be authentic, finding a kid who was looking like maybe they were missing a group of people and, uh, bringing them in to do an activity together was, was something, um, helping dogs get adopted. It ran the gamut. And so these kids all saw different ways that they were in control and they were fostering positivity. So we're going to bring it back this year one way or another. It might have to be completely virtual. Last year, it kind of caught us by surprise. It's, it's an event that we do in May. But we actually had a proclamation, and it was Make Kindness Contagious Day in New Albany. The kids got to go to city council and see that they can do anything. And really, there's a lot of things that we do through the schools, but it's just it's living a life. It's literally teaching kids to be mindful in real time of the kid that might be feeling left out. And that can happen in school. It can happen at recess. It can happen on a sports team. Um, it can happen just hanging out and trying to find a way to say, first off, to observe it. And then second, to think of a way to bring somebody in. We talk a lot about how to diffuse a situation. So a lot of people might think if you see a kid being bullied, well, the really great kid's going to go in there and separate it and make a big deal. But that's intimidating for a child to do. You know what's really not intimidating is to find a way to distract them. So to take the kid that maybe is feeling left out and say, hey, do you want to come over here with us? Then you're not, you're not literally putting on, you know, your, your boxing gloves and taking out the bully, but you're not giving the bully the reaction they want at all. Um, so, you know, and we practice those things. We also work with the food pantry here, which is a wonderful organization. And when you think about all the food insecurities, these kids can collect items and deliver them. They can make decorations. They can make, um, you know, they, they do a lot of painting of kind, encouraging messages. Uh, part of the scavenger hunt was we hid over 200 rocks that were hand painted throughout an entire year with super kind messages. And it would be so cool to see our social media blow up with someone who found a rock and then put it on their desk because they were taking an exam at Ohio State. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are our little rocks going to Ohio State and help somebody out through exams? So the kids get to see that. So, And that's so needed. I mean, yeah. even pre-COVID and post-COVID and yes. during COVID that, I mean, teaching our kids to understand that kindness really is important. It's the superpower. It is the, and it, you never outgrow it. You're never going to regret it. It's free to do. 
Um, you know, and, and so, and it really, when you think about it, there's all this talk about bullying and all the focus is on the bully. No one has really named, even if you say I'm an anti-bullying, bullying charity, that's still annoying because I'm still using that power word and giving the bully the part of the title. What I like about our approach is we focus on the antithesis of a bully, which is the includer. And, uh, so it's kryptonite to a bully. So, um, and, and it, it puts up a nice little force field to give, and it gives kids confidence. And I see in my own children, they're not perfect. They have moments where you're like, that wasn't your best day. I have those moments too. <laughs> so we're all human beings, but they, they really just get that repeat of be that includer. And, and that's so huge how to just diffuse. And I think even as adults, we can learn how to diffuse situations. I mean, right by promoting or giving them the response they want is really giving them the energy and taking that away, take yeah. their energy away. It does. And and so it's all about focus. And then we actually talked about, you know, why do people bully to kids? You know, why do, why do kids bully each other? And usually it's not intentional, but it usually comes from a position of they're not confident in themselves. So if you can, so confidence becomes really important, but it really is a tightrope. Because if you get too confident, then you get you get arrogant and you forget to be grounded, mm-hmm. and that's not healthy either. But if you have the type of confidence that is literally rooted in kindness and servant leadership and making others rise, which is something that the executive coach I worked with really helped me define for myself. Like I thrive on helping others rise. It's not a competition thing. It's like, let's make someone be better. And, um, and in the, in the process, you make yourself better. So that's where this all came from. Excuse me. And that's huge because I mean, and you even said it about being your best self. Yeah. And that gives me the opportunity to promote with you. You know, iHeartRadio is helping us promote our Be Your Best Self. Yeah. And how do you see you being your best self during this time? I mean, a mom, head of Central Ohio, you know, the nonprofit and just being your best self. What what does that look like? Well, to, to get through everything, every obstacle that we face this year, you have to be really, you have to be patient with yourself. So that's something I learned uh, that I wasn't very good at. And, you know, you have to really try and squelch as much negative energy out of your world because, you know, you read, you listen to the news, you see things, you're just like, oh, it can be really, really sad. But there are little mini wins and silver linings. I truly believe in this. If you just look to see the light, as we heard in the inauguration speech, that was so amazing. Be brave enough to look for the light. It's there. And then be brave enough to be it. Um, that, I mean, I, I, I had chills and tears because that is so what we have been through this past year. And I really believe that that's, that's essential. It's finding reasons to be optimistic while being realistic and to think one step ahead, you know, and um, to appreciate what you have. I mean, I've always thought our teachers are fantastic, but when I actually had to try and become a fourth grade and sixth grade teacher this past year, I realized how much I didn't appreciate them, you know, um, and then just finding ways to use technology to innovate this, you know, if we had done this last year, I probably would have, I would have invited you into my studio. We would have both driven 30 minutes. That's an hour round trip. 
right? Now we're being so much more efficient with our time, which I think is a good, a good thing too. So I think it's going to be a balance, but I think the energy and the aura that you choose to have, you know, it's the mindset of I have to versus I get to. And if you get into that get to mindset, everything you do feels better. It's not, I have to go and start work on Monday morning. It's I get to go to work. You know, I have to teach my kids this. I, okay, I, I get to learn something that I'm not familiar with and I get to spend more time with them. So just trying to really reframe your scenario. And that's so important. I think, thank you, because I, this morning I was like in so many different directions and I started stressing yeah. out and just now being on here with you, you really have, you know, allowed me to take a breath and say, okay, Good. I got this. And, yes. and I think that's where this this all comes true is the partnerships that we're forming and growing and developing. Yes. So, yeah, and just you. how and yeah, and just how how real everything can work together, right? You're hearing my microphone go off. My daughter's seeing me do a really cool podcast, <laughs> you know, because school's delayed today. But but just forgiving yourself um, from the standards of perfection, I, I think it's you know we lived in a very photoshopped world, and I feel like now it's everyone sees the real, and the real is really awesome. So being patient with yourself, the micro commitments, and being optimistic because it takes a village, and we've learned that this past year. So um, so I really appreciate your organization and the time we had today. Thank you, and again. Chris, this has been phenomenal. I look forward to growing this relationship and and having you part of everything we do this year. Um, Thank you again, Chris Foley, the president of Central Ohio iHeartRadio. Make kindness contagious. Look it up. If you have any more questions, please contact us at the chamber, info at chamberpartnership.org. And Chris, how do they get a hold of you? Sure. They can get a hold of me two ways. Uh, you can email me at my nonprofit, which is simply Chris, K-R-I-S at makekindnesscontagious.org. Um, or you can see me in the chamber directory because we're going to be in it shortly. So you can get that information too. And we're proud to be a part of your team. So thank you. All right. Have okay. a great day. Have a great week. And we'll talk soon, everybody. All right. Bye guys. Thanks for subscribing, downloading, and listening to Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Our innovative and active chamber is successful because of our smart and engaged members who cultivate our strong business community. With more than 60 years as an integral part of the Grandview, Upper Arlington, and Marble Cliff communities, the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership is dedicated to a single purpose, the success of the business community. You can find a link to our website in the podcast notes to learn more about the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. For information about this podcast, to schedule a guest appearance, or to find out more about sponsoring this podcast, our contact information is in the podcast notes. Make sure you rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That helps us spread the word about Business Inspires.